Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I did nothing wrong. Jesus. You bugged my office. You ran to Hardman about the CM lawsuit. You sold your soul for senior partnership. And once you got it, you created a drug policy with the sole purpose of firing me. I did it for Hardman. Maybe Hardman wanted me dead. But you're the one who went out, got the gun, aimed it, and fired it at my head. And it blew up in my face. And what would have happened if it didn't? I was under orders. Were you also under orders when you ran to Hardman about Monica Eaton? How do you know it was me? Because I set it up! Because I know who you are! Suits, season two, episode 12 is over. And if you want to hear us talk about blood in the water, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with a guy who's got a killer manatee tattoo. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm good, but it's not a manatee. It's not? What is it? It's not a manatee. It's a, it, it, I, I can't, we can't talk about that. Yes. Some things, you know, remember that time we talked about uh, podcaster privilege? Oh, That's definitely yes. safe for off yes. the podcast. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry to bring that up. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're talking about blood in the water where everybody at Pearson Hardman is either getting poached or getting punched. <laughs> yes, this is a fun episode and I am so excited to talk about it because again, we got we got some vibe episodes here. We're going to do some things differently with some of our characters. We are going to see uh somebody get their ass whooped again. And so mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh we got some stuff to talk about, but yeah. of course, we got a lot of feedback too coming into this episode. Okay, anything you want to highlight? Yeah, some of our low-key associates on Twitter, the great Sarah Carradine, uh, she gives us some great witty commentary in my DMs, of course, afterwards. And so we have a great time talking about it. But this this most recent feedback comes from Fifth Wheel Navi. Rob, yes, from Navi. Robin, yes, Robin Akivanita podcast fame. Uh, Navi writes, why is Harvey Specter so baby girl? Why is um, Harvey Specter so baby girl? So baby girl. And I said, Navi, I don't know what that means, but I'll ask Rob, Rob, why is Harvey Specter so baby girl? And now in the last episode, he babysat a little girl. He did babysat. Uh, but he, I think in general, he's so baby girl. Should I look on the urban dictionary? Is that a I baby so. girl? Baby girl with a U. Mm-hmm, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need like uh Rachel Zane here to do be my researcher. Baby girl. You need blue, blue uh, a, a term used uh, towards grown fictional men who have the fandom in a loving chokehold. Okay. Okay. 
A person who is bound to say this about a man who is extremely sexually attractive with a good personality, literally and figuratively. Mm -hmm. Goddamn, look at that man, right? He's so baby girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know, Navi. I don't know why he's so baby girl, but it's giving baby girl. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I wish our Apple podcast reviews would say that. Yeah, why are Rob and Chappelle so baby girl? What's up, Apple <laughs> yeah. Podcast why is, you? Suits yourself giving baby girl. It is though. Big baby yeah. girl energy. Yeah. I, look, okay. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if we don't get a five-star review that says, why are we so baby girl? Y'all yeah. don't love us. I think that we need to have a podcast gender reveal and say, oh, Suits Podcast is giving baby girl. Or is it giving baby boy? Yeah, and we get the, the purple pants bot podcast. Yeah, the King himself, okay. the purple pants badass on. <laughs> uh, Mike Ross gets his ass beat in this episode. Do we need to be tracking that throughout the series of beatdowns for Harvey and Mike? Well, yeah, like, uh, do we? Are we keeping like a record? Because I think who by my what? count, this is beatdown number two for Mike Ross. Yeah, this L number two for Mike Ross. Harvey has not backed down one time. I'd say he had the edge over Travis Tanner in their boxing match yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, if I if I have to pick a lawyer to to defend me in any case, you whether it's legally yeah. or physically, I'm picking Harvey. Maybe let's count uh, the beatdowns like their boxing records. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I think that Harvey is at least one and zero in beatdowns, mm-hmm. and Mike is zero and two. Oh, and two. First, uh, Trevor beat him down. And now yeah. this this guy, the husband well, of Tess. Okay, can I give you an embarrassing uh, sort of uh, fact about me in this episode? Okay, so Mike is getting think- his ass beat down in this episode. And he's like, do you know who I am? I'm like, and you're like, Trevor. Mike, yeah, it's freaking Trevor. Don't you recognize <laughs> your, your lifelong best friend? Right. He's like, you recognize me, don't you? I was like, that, yeah, Trevor, we see you. Yeah. No, Rob, it's no. not that embarrassing Apparently, because I too. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody who grew up in Mike's town is a Trevor. <laughs> I mean, this, 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 so this Tess's husband is somebody Mike knows in real life? I don't know. I, well, I guess that Mike grew up with Tess. I guess I just assumed that Tess like found her husband like uh, near that town, but uh, I guess not. I guess, you know, it's a big city, Manhattan. I don't, we don't know where Tess well, lives. Yeah, well, yeah. He She's hanging him. out at Mike's sketchy apartment. Yeah, and uh, and somehow... Ordering uh, dominoes every five seconds. Yeah, somehow this guy figured it out, too. Like, you know, I don't know what if she just went home and told him what was going on, or if mm-hmm. it's just everybody knows Tess and Mike are just a thing, and so yeah. I don't know. Maybe he, Tess's he house exactly is, like, filled with pictures from. of Mike and Grandma. Yeah, I trying to my exactly cross. where to find him. Yeah, yeah. This guy, but this guy knew exactly where he was. You know, he like he rolled up on him at his job, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe the actor who played Tess's husband is related to the actor who plays Trevor. You know, we yeah, see a lot of real life brother. Suits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. Trevor Suits. What's his name? Um, I don't think these, yeah, they don't no, that's Tom Lipinski. Mm-hmm. They don't look like he's related to him that much. But Rob, the point is here. You and I are the same because I, too, thought that was Trevor. Yeah. Okay. So there is a lot of poaching going on here at this episode. A lot of people are leaving after the uh, Pearson-Hardman Civil War. A lot of people are abandoning ship 
And nobody knows why at first, but it turns out that one of the people that we saw earlier, season two, it's like uh, people who showed up once are coming back. Allison Holt is back. She's trying to recruit people to leave Pearson Hardman to go to the law firm uh, that she's at. I believe it's Bratton Gould. Yeah, Brad and Gould, which I mean, it's fine. Whatever. I don't know about the name of the law firm. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, they're they're working overtime to poach people. Um, Allison was fired by Pearson Hardman, and so she has reason to do this just out of spite. Um, but also, it doesn't look like Pearson Hardman is just the place to be right now. Uh, with the Civil War, with all the uncertainty, they're losing clients. Uh, we even see Jimmy from season one, uh, mm-hmm. who Mike spared, you know, who was doing some dirt trying to find him a new job. Um, he's back too, and he's even like, "Well, I mean, Mike, have you considered coming to Bretton and Gold? Like, yeah, we got it's a good, we got a good thing going on over here." Am I crazy that it was weird that Mike was like so good with Jimmy? Like, Jimmy was the guy who basically like had told the IT department that he was Lewis Lit, so he could get Rachel's access code to fax the documents to the competition. Yeah, on the one hand, it does seem very weird that Jimmy just like let the guy who got Rachel fired from Pearson Hardman, the love of Mike's life. So, who should be more offended? Should Mike be offended that Jimmy even wants to have a relationship with him after he did this dirty thing to to Rachel, or should Jimmy be offended because Mike threw him under the bus to save Rachel? I mean, they both, I guess, they both have blame on on either side when it comes to their friendship. But I don't know. I I, I feel like. Jimmy, he just kind of has to take that L, you know, yeah. you got your, you I lost your job, but you were out here doing dirt. I guess so. But Jimmy landed on his feet and he's like, Hey, I owe you one, Mike. Uh, it sucked to Pierce Hartman. I don't have to work with Lewis. Right. And you left me an out. You could have like really got me in trouble and you, you let me be the one to, to tell basically what I, what I done and, you know, and, and get out on my own terms. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, they, they kick it again and they're drinking and yeah, he's very much offering this job to, to Mike Ross who, is normally fine at Pearson Hartman. Like, you know, he has a, he had a pretty good spot there. But the, the relationship between Mike and Harvey is so, like, uh, contentious right now that Mike is actually considering leaving Pearson Hartman. Yeah. Mike, who doesn't have a law degree, I, I really, right. like, I didn't know that this was an option for Mike. Yeah, it doesn't feel like he's taking it seriously, but if it does feel like he's kind of like, oh, man, y'all do have really cool stuff over there. Damn, I wish that was me. Yeah. It's like, you're lucky to even be employed. You yeah. probably want to just chill, you yeah. know? Uh, this is like if I go to the grocery store and like the, you know, a uh, 70 year old lady working in the register says, calls me like cutie. And then I come home and it's like, oh, so just so you know, uh, I got another offer today. Right. You know, I was like, what? What are you talking about? You know, you what are you going to do? <laughs> okay, take it. You know, <laughs> see how that goes. Um, yeah, this episode is interesting because Mike, you know, he he him and Harvey aren't on the same page. Mike has decided that Harvey is his boss, but he doesn't like Harvey telling him what to do either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is so stupid. Yeah. Well, this whole episode is about how, you know, Mike still doesn't have his act together. You know, uh, Harvey is going to yell at him. Mike's showing up late to work. He's like, hey, I was getting my act together. And Harvey's like, "Okay, that's not optional. Like what time you show up here? Because they're dealing with this other thing that's going on with this guy who has this uh, like tech company and his name is Trent. And Trent is like also being seduced to leave Pearson Hartman. Yeah. Um, I mean, Trent amongst a, a lot of people, right? A so lot Trent, of people. Devin, 
Yeah, he's the big client who he's he's like Harvey. I trust you, but there's this new thing out called Title 16 and blah, blah, blah. He's just kind of mumbling random things to Harvey about why he's feeling uncomfortable. And he eventually just spits it out. Uh, yeah, listen, everybody knows what happened with Pearson Hardman. It's nasty. And so, yeah, I could foresee a bunch of your other clients trying to leave as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually they're going to go realize, okay, Allison Holt is the person who's trying to take everybody. They go and talk to her. And it's like, well, you, what do you think? You're going to take everybody away? And she's like, yeah, you guys suck now. You're over. <laughs> Pearson Hardman is mid. Everybody knows it. Yeah, there's a very funny moment to me where I think Harvey is like, Allison, remember that time you tried to get me like this bar? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't that funny. Like mm-hmm. she just kind of just like she she gets she understands why Harvey's mad, but she also does not care. You yeah. know, uh, she's like, you took the deal, Harvey. She's like, I didn't take the deal that was going to get me unemployed. She's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that tiny little like detail. Um, I don't know. I thought Allison was good in this episode. She's yeah. Funny. She's a good fun character to have around. If we can't have Daniel Hartman, yeah. she's a fun foil to have around. Okay. But Harold has been, you know, a big presence here in season two. I'm wondering if this is maybe the end of Harold here uh, on his run on Suits because I should have been a little concerned where I said that, look, Harold needs to get the tattoo. You can't tease me for the tattoo. He's showing Mike the uh, tattoo that he finally got. And Mike says that it's a manatee. Turns out that, no, it's actually a shark. I guess it's kind of a thick shark. Oh, uh, yeah. Dummy thick, that shark Dummy is. Dummy thick shark. Know? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Getting a sea cow tattoo is a choice. Um, so I guess a manatee is, is yeah. fine. Yeah. But Harold is, you know, pining for Rachel also. Apparently, he's mm-hmm. also very distracted and isn't doing a good job with his work. We see Rachel is fighting with Lewis about all the clients that they're losing. And so... Um, Lewis really wants to, you know, take things out on Harold. Now, Mike gives Harold or Harold gives Mike some of his backstory. Apparently, like, was Harold cool at Harvard? I don't think. No, Harold was not cool. Harold says to Mike Ross, Mike, I wish you and I were friends at Harvard because you were probably cool, cool with the cool kids that uh, that one douche, Duncan, or whatever his name was. Like, ew, I bet you would have hung out with him. And Mike's like, oh, yeah, that was crazy. I did used to hang out with him, right, when we were at Harvard. And he's like, well, where were you hanging out, Harold? And I was like, I was in the library uh, just all the time, kind of keeping myself company with my studies. So Harold was not cool. But what he what he was was very good at school. Like, he can write. And that's how he got hired at Pearson Hartman. So it's kind of, it's like Harold was basically like an overachiever, high achieving person at uh, Harvard, got to Pearson Hartman and something has drastically changed. His uh, productivity isn't there. He's bumbling a little bit. He's not getting the respect that he probably deserves. Um, And it's not helping that that change is largely due to Lewis Litt being such a tyrant around the office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mike ends up talking to Lewis. He's like, Hey, can you take it easy on Harold? And Lewis goes through the whole like backstory of like, do you know how many times Harold has screwed up? Yeah. And you know, Mike from the outside looking in is like, I mean, Harold don't be doing nothing that bad. And then Lewis starts to drop his list of things that Harold has done. Uh, and Harold does be messing up, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It look, it looks bad from the outside, but when you hear like, like what he said, he left a zero off a settlement which cost the client three hundred sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just feel like that's kind of a fireable offense. Not to mention that he had a death penalty review triggered by another one of his motions that he did. 
Um, he called the judge your owner. Um, yeah. There's just a lot, a lot of things that either Harold is either doing wrong or he's doing it that's embarrassing Lewis. And so Lewis has had it up to here and he's telling Mike, all right, you want him around so bad? You're his quality assurance. If Harold does it and it gets to me and it's not correct, it's on you. Yeah. And this was probably one of the most surprising things that happened in my watching of Suits where it's like, okay, well, here comes Mike, Mike to the rescue. He's going to stand up for Harold and Mike's heart is not going to allow Lewis to fire Harold. And then so we cut from that scene when Lewis says, okay, well, then you have to vouch for everything Harold does. And then... Mike comes out of the office and sees Harold and he's like, okay, what happened? He's like, I'm sorry. There was nothing I could do. Were you surprised that Mike passed on the offer to be uh, Harold's keeper? A little bit. Yeah. Like, no, don't get me wrong. It makes no sense for Mike to be Harold's keeper. It's it's 0% benefit uh, for Mike Ross. Harold already is cool with you. Y'all are good friends. Uh, it does not pay off to have Harold around, especially if Lewis is blaming you for his mistakes. You should a hundred percent be saying no. I don't want to do this. I was just shocked that Mike chose the right the mm-hmm. right decision. You know, um, he did come back and lie a little bit by saying there's nothing he could do because there was something he could do, but he'd be insane to sign up for this. And so Mike's tactic instead is going to be, well, if Harold can't stay here, let me see if I can stop somebody from firing him or get him a new job yeah. over where I know they've been poaching people from. Well, yes, the poaching is going on. You know, you got Allison on one side and then Jimmy also uh, doing his poaching. So Jimmy is trying to poach Mike. At the end of the episode, we're going to see that Mike brings Jimmy the folder for Harold. Yeah, and Jimmy is, of course, upset at first. Like, what, Harold? What? No one's yeah. going to care if I bring in Harold. And Mike's like, no, nah, look at Harold's resume. Like, look at his grades and stuff. And they're like, oh, Harold was uh, Harold, that guy in mm-hmm. Harvard, you know? So maybe Mike is thinking that under different circumstances in a different environment, more calm, more peaceful, where he can think, Harold will step up to the plate and be a great associate. Uh, and so it looks like Harold will be taking another position. Yeah. Well, Rob, is this the end? Is this the end of Harold? I hope not. I got to think, you know, we bring back people so much on suits. I can't imagine this is the last appearance for Harold. We brought back Jimmy. We brought back Jimmy. Come on. Jimmy sucks. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, if you bring back Jimmy, you can bring back Harold. I just don't see a world where he comes back unless the next time we see Harold, he's some hotshot lawyer. Yeah, I think that like now we see him and he's like the Stefan or Kel, like Harold has like completely like flipped it around that he's basically like the new Harvey Specter. Yes, he's the managing partner at, yeah, uh, at Brad and Gould. Yeah. Yeah. No, who the hell? Brad and Gould and, and Harold. Yeah. Steals <laughs> Rachel from Mike. It's yes. like, Rachel, did you know I'm married? <laughs> right. And she's like, ooh, tell me more. Yeah. Okay. So the poaching is going on and on that Mike finds out that all of Lewis's first year of first class of associates, they've all been poached. And that's sort of like the smoking gun. Aha. Lewis is the leak. He's the one who's been taking all of the clients over to Allison and Harvey like gets in Lewis's face and says, Lewis, I know it's you. It's always been you. Lewis is like, no, no, it's not. No, Mm -hmm. it's really not. Um, But you're treating me really poorly right now. And that's making me really want to go look into this other job opportunity (laughs) Um, because they're accusing Lewis of doing something he's not doing. Remember, they're still hot on his tail because of the Daniel Hardman vote. You know, they said you'd never live this down. You're never going to be on the right side of things. Um, And so um, Jessica basically has to like like to instate the rehabilitation, uh, you know, program for Lewis because 
yeah, at this rate, it's looking like we're never going to forgive you. And Lewis is starting to feel, well, if Harvey's never going to forgive me, why am I even here? So let me go see what uh, what Allison is talking about over in Brad and Gould. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Harvey is like, we don't even want you anymore, Lewis. So uh, Lewis is going to go to Allison and then uh, basically, you know, she's gotten the whole scouting report on Lewis from Daniel Hardman. And so uh, he wants in. Yeah. He's like, I would like to be in the firm as well. And Alice is like, but Lewis, we know you betrayed Daniel Hartman. I right? like, come on. And Lewis like, everybody betrayed Daniel Hartman. Stop it. I was mm-hmm. with him until I couldn't be with him no more. Um, and so I can get Jessica the wave to not compete and I can come do law over at your law firm, but I kind of want to be a partner, mm-hmm. you know, senior partner. Like, so what's up? You know, mm, we'll see about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> work your way in. Check HR and see, uh, you know, kind of look over some things before I can promise you that kind of role. But if you come, I mean, we're making you some big promises here. Like, we're, you could one day be senior partner. I just don't think you could just walk in and be senior partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lewis has to go ask Jessica to have that non compete waived. And ultimately, she's going to do it because that he is not going to be allowed to take any clients. She didn't forget that she told Lewis that, like, hey, if you don't have my back, uh, you know, your ass is grass, Lewis. Yeah. And she says, you know, you deserve a senior partnership here, you know, and she, you know, tries to have, I guess she kind of has to, um, once she realizes that Harvey threatened Lewis and told him that nobody wanted him around, she has to kind of soft sell this to Lewis. Like, Lewis, I'm going to let you go if you want to go, but make no mistake. Mm-hmm. I want you here. We we could be a thing. I, too, was seduced by Daniel Hartman. I, you know, he's a very, very, like, very you know, seductive. Uh, yeah, very seductive. That's very what he did to Monica, also. Exactly. I, like that's what he did to to Jesse Pinkman, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, or no, he should have did that. He should have did that, to Jesse Pinkman. He <laughs> might still be with us. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Jessica gives Lewis another chance, and I Lewis does not take it. <laughs> Are you no. surprised that Lewis goes through with this resignation? He resigned. Ride? He's always looking for a different way uh, to go. So. I mean, once Harvey says, we don't want you here, that's it. He's like, uh, can't win over Harvey. So he's going to go out and do his own thing. The part that Harvey is dealing with is back with Trent, who is thinking about leaving. He's got this offer from Allison that is too good to be true. It turns out that it is. Harvey's like, hey, look, I'm your buddy. Let me review the contract. I'll find out what she's getting out of this. Like, uh, obviously, like, this is a great deal, but there must be another angle in here. Let me look at the thing. So he gets the contract and then hands it off to Mike to go review back at the office. This is when Mike gets his ass beat by Tess's husband. Oh, man. Yeah, Trevor shows up. <laughs> Trevor, I look, yeah. I'm fine calling this man Trevor because we both That's got fine. it. But yeah, Trevor shows up and he's like, hey, I see you about to do some work. What if we just fight? You know, and he starts beating Mike and Mike's not like, who are you? He's like, you know who I am. It's like, oh, you're Tess's husband. It's like, yeah, stay away from my wife, Mike Ross. Boom. And he beats him up pretty good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think there would be any rep- re- like repercussions from the test. No. I thought that was this test was here. and Actions have consequences. And, and Mike and, is like, I deserved do. it. I, I needed to I get my ass it. beat. I was being a slut. And mm-hmm. here, here I am taking mm-hmm. L's, you know, uh, I, look, I don't think he deserved to get his ass beat, but I think points were made, you know, you know, um, 
Trevor or fake Trevor, new Trevor, maybe, you know, your relationship isn't that stable, you know, uh, so yeah. maybe I hope you didn't beat Mike Ross's ass and then go back to your unhappy home because that's mm-hmm. not the move. Yeah. So then Mike got his ass beat. He still goes to work. Uh, Lewis is like, Mike, what happened to you? And Lewis starts to administer some first aid. Mm-hmm. And in these moments of helping Mike, they kind of talk about what exactly is going on because Lewis wants to know, Mike, how you get all beat up? Mike's like, uh, like, uh, you know, actions have consequences. But Lewis, where were you going? Because you have a box of your belongings, and that mm-hmm. very much is like the universal sign for I just got walked out. You know, like I, I am unemployed now, and so this is when Lewis is like, yeah, I'm gone. It's over. I'm, I've, I have resigned, and I'm about to leave. And so Mike mm-hmm. is not happy. Yeah, and so that he's um, going to then uh, recruit Lewis to work on the case. Lewis is the like financial crimes expert. Uh, hey, can you look through all this, Lewis? Yeah, and Lewis does it kind of reluctantly, but he does. Oh, he does do Mike a favor here because you know Lewis likes to be liked, and he likes for people to need him and to see his value. And so this very much is right up his alley. Um, one of the conversations they have is that Lewis says. Yeah, I'm quitting because Harvey hates me and not because like, oh, Harvey scares me and I don't want to be here if because he doesn't like me. It's just like we had a thing, you know, we've we've never been like enemies. It's just we're like Ralph and Sam, you know, the age old teller Ralph and Sam, Rob. I don't know who Ralph and Sam are. Do you know, does Ralph and Sam ring a bell to you? Yeah, they're the real, they're like in the Looney Tunes. So, um... He, he was talking See, I'm about like that how, little kid that Harvey wanted to show Bugs Bunny to. I'm like, I don't know who Ralph and Sam are. Right, right. So for the people who uh, who are trying to remember Ralph and Sam, Ralph is like kind of like the wolf uh, version of like Wile E. Coyote. And then Sam is a big, huge sheepdog that has like a, like bangs and it can't see anything. But yeah. it can always track, track Ralph who's trying to get to the sheep. And so they clock in. They literally at the end of every Looney Tunes episode when they have when they're done, they literally go over to a time clock, punch the clock and leave. And they clock in for work every day. And their job is Ralph's job is to get the sheep and the sheepdog's job is to stop him. And that's it. They have a very contentious relationship while they're on the clock. They clock out and then all is fair. You know, they had a good time. That's just the dynamic they have. And Lewis likes that. You know, very much Batman and the Joker, right? Like, I can't kill you because then I won't have nobody to play with. Mm -hmm. And so now that Lewis sees that Batman ain't talking about it no more, he's ready to go. And so this um, kind of illuminates a little bit more into why Lewis is taking this Harvey beef so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the next day, Jessica has the letter of resignation from Lewis. And, you know, she's coming down on Harvey uh, and says that, you know, like, hey, uh, you're off your game too, Harvey. And she, he's like, what? I'm not off my game. She's like, don't tell me that you're not off your game because I know that you're off your game. And if you don't believe that you're off your game, then you're definitely off your game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, you yeah. know, she's he's supposed to be saying, how do I get back on my game? But yeah. since he didn't say that, Jessica can tell. Harvey still shook it. Is this all about the Zoe stuff? I don't know. Uh, I feel like that the Zoe thing is not like such a big deal. Like maybe it's because like he feels like he's losing Mike. Uh... No, I think I think it's probably more of the Zoe thing, you know. Um, I don't know. Think about it. That was it. That real of a relationship? Like I, I don't know. I did, just didn't get that from the three episodes that we've seen Zoe. Right. It it feels like again this relationship. It's it's the one that Harvey couldn't close, right? And so he's so close. 
to like making this happen. He doesn't just want to bed her um, because they did that already. You know, uh, Lewis and Harvey both get uh, points for last episode for hooking up. Uh, but, you know, uh, he wanted to have something serious. Harvey mm-hmm. wants a family. You know, we just talked about his uh, the anniversary of his dad's death or, you know, him visiting the, the cemetery. You know, I think he's feeling sentimental. And now people are leaving the firm and he doesn't lose clients, but his clients are leaving, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The I don't want nobody to leave me. I'm terrified of people leaving me. I have abandonment issues. Yeah, we're we're deep into the Harvey's uh, psyche here, and yeah, he's not okay. You know, uh, he doesn't want to mm-hmm. get left. So we get Mike coming into the office, and Mike's like, uh, Harvey's like, "What happened to you? Let me know his name. I'm gonna go kick his ass." And Mike's, "I'm like, gonna no. kick his ass, and I'm gonna kick your ass." <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Harvey, look, you questioned our boy. But he always kicking ass. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I was wrong. Yeah. And so, and so then Harvey's like, "Tell me what happened." He's like, "Well, I can't tell you because I don't want to remind you about your mom and dad." Like, I'm like, "You didn't have to say that." Well, because Harvey got a pride. He's like, uh, "Tell me who did it. Tell, tell me where the hostages are." You know, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Uh, no, I don't really want to tell you. Tell me now, or you're fired again." Right? Like, I, I'm tired of threatening to fire you. Mike's kind of like. If I tell you, you're going to be upset because Tess is kind of like your mama. (laughs) (laughs) She's a groupie. She's a groupie. Uh, Harvey, Harvey's like, say no more. You know, like, mm-hmm. say what, less. He's basically, he's basically like, that's what you get. Then you, mm-hmm. he should have killed you. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, Harvey. Yeah, Harvey, Harvey takes adultery so seriously. Yeah. Uh, remember, we've seen in the past Harvey has legit turned down uh, relationships with people yeah. because, like, oh, I don't sleep with married women. Yeah, you know. But he made it sound like then it's like it's not worth the hassle. But you know, right? He's more there. But that's Harvey. Yeah. yeah. It's, deep down, he's more like he can't handle it. He ain't got the stuff yeah. for it. Okay. <laughs> so. Mike shows Harvey like, hey, that they couldn't get around Trent's non-compete. That's why they're going to ultimately screw him over. And so that's the thing that unlocks uh, this whole case. Harvey goes and tells Allison, like, uh, turns out the deal was too good to be true. She's like, oh, I guess you got the paperwork. Yeah. You're hired. He's got. (laughs) <laughs> yeah she she makes a play at harvey you know she's like well harvey have you considered leaving pearson harvey mm-hmm. like what why would he leave pearson harvey i was like look i'm just saying shoot or shoot you mm-hmm. know we we're doing some poaching hey what, what would it look like if you came over here she's like i don't see your name on the door it ain't mm-hmm. uh if you like it then you should have put your name on it mm-hmm. yeah and so harvey's not interested but he does go back to jessica and says hey mm-hmm. How come my name isn't on this? Shouldn't this be called Pierce Inspector? Pierce Inspector. And Jessica's like, no, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Dummy. I would never do that. Are you stupid? No, basically, Jessica's just like, I hear you, Harvey, but you ain't ready for that. And yeah. I was like, why? I thought I've done everything. It's like, you don't listen to me at all. Why would I reward you with a name partnership here at my firm? Harvey yeah. knows. Shut up. And she brings up Michael Jordan. She's like, what's Michael Jordan's record as a player? And uh, like 472 to 200. And then and what's his record as an executive? And Michael Jordan's sitting home watching this like, hey. Hey, that's not fair. Um, He's like, and I took know. that personally. Right, right, for sure. Harvey's so quick to pull up Michael Jordan reference out of his ass. And so this just shows you how well Jessica knows him. You know, uh, he mentioned that earlier in the episode, too. He's like uh, talking to, I think it's Allison. 
And he's like, yeah, uh, Michael Jordan got six rings. He's my client. I bet you didn't know that. And mm-hmm. everybody rolls there. I was like, oh, Harvey, we know. Um, but yeah, uh, Michael Jordan was a great basketball player. He was a great leader on the court, but not so much a great closer off the court. And so this is why Jessica's saying, your, your gut served you well in a lot of ways, but not in all the ways. You're not ready. And so Harvey's kind of pouty about this one. He's so baby girl, but he's a little pouty. Mm-hmm. He's a little pouty, but he's still going to go and rip up Lewis's letter. Lewis, you don't get to resign. Yeah, and this is a good step in the right direction, right? Because Jessica's saying, you make this Lewis thing go away. You, you've already, you've done enough. I want Lewis here. I didn't send you in there to make him go away. So you make this whole thing end. And Harvey, like, throws his fit, but eventually he goes in there and he, he he rips up the letter and without saying anything, he just leaves. And I told you, these people do not say thank you and they do not apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we also get like uh, Mike trying to go talk to Rachel and she's like, I don't give a crap about you. Get out of my sight. He's like, yeah. he's like just so you know, like uh, I broke up with Tess and it was only after, you know, you rejected me that I even hooked up with her. She's like, I don't care. Yeah. Also, you got a little scar on your face. It looked like you got your ass whooped, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You can't fight, boy. You know, you're just like, get out of my face. Uh, Rachel, honestly, he can't fight. What are you doing with this man? I, I, there got to be some eligible bachelors around who could at least carry their own. This man can't even protect you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dear God, he, he's out here. I mean, name the positives about her dating Mike Ross potentially. Like, the man can't fight. He sleeps with married women for just like on whim. He actually tried to sleep with like three people before he got to the married woman. He tried Rachel. Yeah. He tried. Um. Uh. I think he tried Tess first. And I then think Tess she liked the apartment that he was gonna buy. Maybe that's what it was. Like she started. She's like, oh, the he's got an apartment in Manhattan. Yeah. She's like, this ain't. This not that be bad. She's you like, know. I can um, set up here. I, I kind of got a little nice little setup. You know. Um. I got a study partner for the LSAT. She already passed, you know, she did well on the LSAT, but I still got to pass the bar. It probably wouldn't hurt to mm-hmm. have a little law school study, study buddy. buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe that's what commute. it is. I, dear God, I don't know, but Rachel, man, you don't got to date to people that you work with. This is weird. Yeah. Let st- it go. Stand up. Okay. Yeah. And Mike also grow up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is childish. Who gets the Liddy? Not Mike. He got his ass whooped. No, not Mike. Yeah. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Is it Harvey? Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, maybe it's Lewis. What is there an argument to be made that it's Lewis? He he did manage to get back in the good graces. It seems like of Jessica and Harvey. I mean, what did he do? Um, he just gave first aid to Mike. He gave first. He aid tried to, to Mike, quit. He, Pearson Hardman. He resigned. He put his foot down. He's a quitter. The man stood up for himself. No, I think at some point he stood up for himself. They didn't appreciate him. They weren't treating him right. And he said, "You know what? Screw it. I'm not. I don't have to deal with this." Um, I'd entertain giving it to Lewis Lit, but uh, you know, Harvey didn't have a bad episode either. Um, he didn't have a bad know. episode, but he honestly he didn't really do anything either. He didn't. He kind of made you know? Lewis quit. He made Lewis quit, which is a mistake. You know, uh, Jessica did not ask for that. Yeah. I, listen, I'm down with giving this to Lewis Lit. Okay, it was day one of the Lewis Lit rehab program, so okay, let's let him get back on the board for yeah. a Liddy. A Liddy. Liddy for Lewis. Okay. Good. Okay. Good, good, good. This is great. I, right. I enjoyed this episode. Uh, the 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 case with that guy, Trent, it doesn't even matter. They yeah, it whatever. Out, you know? Whatever, Trent. Yeah. We don't ever need to see him again. Yeah, or Tess's husband, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see all the other Trevors, the Trevor clones. All right. 
Anything else uh, you want to talk about from season two, episode 12? Uh, no, but it, remember, if you want your feedback read on this podcast, you know, like our uh, Fifth Wheel Navi or Sarah Caradine or any of our past associates who we've heard from, please feel free to mm-hmm. reach out to us at SuitsPod or be an active part of the Facebook group at SuitsPodcast.com slash Facebook or join the uh, Post Show Recaps Discord channel when you join the Patreon uh, or the Patreon community at Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. Okay, Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? Keep up with me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Uh, and of course, you can ha- see me hanging out in the Facebook group. I like to make the posts. Okay. All right, Chappelle. Fun stuff. We'll be back with season two, episode 13. Hopefully, it'll be lucky number 13 when we come back tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.